Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 149 of this daily study podcast. Thank you once again for joining us today as we continue our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials covering Doctrine and Covenants sections 58 to 59, May the 24th to May the 30th. Yesterday we uh, dealt with the historical background and context of Doctrine and Covenants section 58 and today we will um, begin our proper study into this section with the many things that we see in there. Um, it is quite a lengthy uh, section and one which the Lord wants to teach his um, his saints with a, with a number of things about. Um, we spoke yesterday about Edward Partridge and actually we get to uh, verses um, 14 to 16 where he is given a bit of a, a rebuke and told to repent uh, and and to change his ways and just thinking about this actually you know it could have been very easy for Edward Partridge to have heard this revelation coming from Joseph Smith who is the person he had the misunderstanding or the the dispute with I mean it was a bit stronger than a misunderstanding really um, it would have been very easy for him to have heard those words coming out of the prophet's mouth and say do you know what I don't think that that's the Lord saying that. I think that that is you saying that. How easy would that have been? How many of us listening and reading this today would have fallen into that temptation? And yet Edward Partridge went away. He prayerfully considered those words. And as we see in his letters to his wife, Lydia Partridge, he he really took them to heart and recognized they did come from the Lord. And just how humble and how... Um, you know, how insightful and reflective he must have been to be able to do that. that it would have been very hard, I think, if I was in that situation, uh, to, to recognise those words came from the Lord. But um, as we've read from many accounts, you know, when the when the prophet get, did give a revelation, it was quite significant, this, this shift for, between him and when he was speaking for the Lord. Um, and of course, it talks then about his role as a judge in Israel. And in verse 18, it says, and to judge his people by the testimony of the just, just and by the assistance of his counsellors, according to the laws of the kingdom, which are given by the prophets of God. So um, the bishop has a responsibility and as such um, a, an, a blessing as well to have counsellors, to have people that support him uh, and help him in his call. And I believe it was uh, Isaac, Isaac Morley uh, and I've forgotten, I've lost the name of the other individual. I think it was James Cottrell or something that were his counsellors. Um, and so we see from early on, you know, in the history of the church, we're talking a year and a bit after it was organised, we already have an idea of a bishop and his counsellors being helped, who assist the bishop in his role as a judge in Israel um, to be able to to make those just decisions, um, which I think is... You know, wonderful to see that system already kind of being formed and put into place in the Lord's Church. But speaking about, um, you know, the importance, how the important nature it is uh, to be able to listen to the judge in Israel, uh, it also talks about not breaking the laws of the land. In verses 21 to 22, it says, Let no man break the laws of the land, for he that keepeth the laws of God hath no need to break the laws of the land. Wherefore, be subject to the powers that be until he reigns whose right it is to reign and subdues all enemies under his feet. I think this is something we need to be a bit more careful at times about because, yes, you know, if we're keeping the laws of God, then 99% of the time we will be keeping the laws of the land. Uh, the law, the standards that the Lord has is often greater than, than the world that we live in today. 
just what in whatever nation we live in. But there are things, you know, that we need to make sure we follow and that we keep uh, and be subject to. Um, Harold B. Lee said, quote, in a word, we must seek for statesmen like men who will ask, is it right and is it good for the country or the community? Instead of those who may merely ask, is it politically expedient? Wherever you are, wherever you live, pray for the leaders of your country, for remember that they too hold in their hands all that you hold dear. Close quote. We are expected as members of the church to be good citizens, to live the laws of the land, to vote where in places where we are able to vote, to you know, act in those places and to, to be a proactive member of the community and not just a, a passive you know, consumer within the community. Uh, and I think that that is uh, important. We then get, of course, after this, to the few verses which are probably well known in this section, uh, which is, For behold, it is not meet that I should command in all things, for he that is compelled in all things, the same is a slothful and not a wise servant. Wherefore, he receiveth no reward. Now, I shared this yesterday with uh, my, my children, with my family, about this verse and you know how it refers to a sloth. Now, it's quite funny. A sloth in our family is quite a, one of our favourite creatures, actually. We often go to uh, zoos and things like that when, we're on, when the kids are on half-term holiday or things like that. And um, when we go to a zoo that's close to us called uh, in, in Chester, uh, there is a, an area where there is a sloth that is generally hanging around and moving along some ropes. And we always love to go see that. And I don't know what it is that's so fascinating about this creature. I mean, it doesn't do a lot, let's be honest. Um, and that's, of course, why the Lord used it in this verse. I've often heard it kind of been be told as a joke that the reason that the Lord um, or the, the Heavenly Father wanted the sloth to be created in the creation is so that it could be used for this analogy of what not to be, <laughs> because it doesn't really do much else. Um, you know, according to my wife, who is a, uh, a wildlife conservationist and, and a zoo biologist and loves animals, um, you know, sloths sleep for 22 hours a day. <laughs> I didn't quite realise that till she taught us that yesterday in our kind of discussion. Um, and I just thought, you know, what a fascinating insight that is to know that they sleep 22 hours of the day. And for the other two hours of the day, they're pretty much just eating. Uh, or searching for something to eat, uh, and they move. I mean, they are the, they are the slowest land animal in the world, um, which is astounding to think as well. Uh, and it's just, um, you know, that is, and that really gets that message across. And so when the Lord says to not be a slothful servant, um, our kids straight away, when, when we kind of gave them that example of the sloth, said, well, we need to not be lazy. We need to not rest all the time like and as we pointed out rest is important at times um but you know resting all the time or resting the majority of the time is something we shouldn't be doing we need to to be active we need to to be engaged in what we're doing um and i just thought that was a really interesting um insight you kind of seeking to to act uh, I mean, in Doctrine and Covenants 107, verse 100, it also says, He that is slothful shall not be counted worthy to stand, and he that learns not his duty and shows himself not approved shall not be counted worthy to stand, even so. Um, and we need to, you know, we need to go out and practically seek to do things. Uh, President M. Russell Ballard said this, quote, Be innovative. As we work to magnify our callings, we should seek the inspiration of the Spirit to resolve problems in ways that will best help the people we serve. We have the handbook of, handbooks of instruction and their guidelines should be followed. 
But within that framework are substantial opportunities to think, to be creative and to make use of individual talents. The instruction to magnify our callings is not a command to embellish and complicate them. To innovate does not simply mean to expand. Very often it means to simplify. Being innovative also means that we do not have to be told everything we should do. We trust you, brothers and sisters, to use inspiration. We trust that you will do so within the framework of church policies and principles. We trust that you will be wise in counselling together to help build faith and testimony in the lives of those whom you serve. Close quote. I can't help but read that and just be really passionate and excited about that and think, what can I be doing? You know, I obviously have a calling, but, you know, even if we don't have a calling or we have a calling where we perhaps feel like we're doing what we can, are there other ways we can be innovative? We can find other ways to serve. And even if it's not within that calling itself, just to help our fellow man and to look out and see what we can do today to lift someone's life a little bit. You know, we all have difficult, busy lives to go about with. Um, but how can we be more creative and find ways to serve and bless others' lives? How can we, in verse 27, as it says, be anxiously engaged in a good cause and do many things of our own free will and bring to pass much righteousness? Uh, Barbara S. Thompson, just to finish this uh, study session, um, said this to the sisters. But again, as often I say, when there's a quote that's directed solely to brethren or solely to sisters, it applies to all of us. She said, quote, sisters, now more than ever, we need women who step up and be strong. We need women who declare with truth and strength and faith and boldness. We need women to set an example of righteousness. Close quote. This is our this is our time. You know, this time is not going to come around again. And so today we need to make the opportunity to use this time well, uh, to spend our time with our beloved family, to lift them up, to strengthen them and be with them more to lift the lives of those that we know, to be more connected. And it's that connection that is so important with God and with our fellow man. Thank you very much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed this study. Please do continue to follow the podcast on all the usual platforms, on Facebook, on email, and please share it with someone that you know. Thank you for your time. And until we meet again, 